Welcome to Prepare to Care, the AARP podcast that provides resources and tools to families and caregivers. I am your host, Charlene Hunter-James. Repair and rebuild are two words that many Texans are using today after that winter storm ripped through our state, causing headache, concern, damage, and for some broken pipes, water leaks. Today, FEMA is sounding the alarm, warning scammers who may try to capitalize on this disaster and move into the Lone Star State. Joining us today to talk about scams, we should look for and look out for as we can avoid becoming victims of fraud is Megan Malinsky with the Lone Star Legal Aid. Welcome, Megan. Thank you, Charlene. Thanks for having me. Yes, well, let's begin. An emergency declaration has been issued for Texas. That means many people who need help will get it. And it also means scammers will surface. What should we be looking for? So absolutely, this is gonna be one of the biggest concerns we see, especially once FEMA issues those money and you start looking for contractors and plumbers. The biggest um, thing we say to look for is look at people's license plate, um, especially people going throughout the neighborhood. Do they have a Texas license plate or are they out of state license plate? We can't tell you the amount of people that come to the state after disaster hits who just take your money with and complete maybe one to two days of work and you'll never see them again. They'll give you a fake name, number, and by the time you try contacting them or even filing a lawsuit against them, you've never received their correct information. So virtually there's nothing we can do uh, once it gets to that point. Are there questions that we should ask them when they approach us to want to do a job? What should we be saying to them? Absolutely. When someone approaches you, first of all, ask them, what's their company's name? That's the quickest way to Google someone um, and look it up online. And secondly, ask, do you have any references? Can I contact anyone who you've done work for in the past? You know, once they give you um, some contacts, you can call them, say, hey, how was this person? Did they do a good job? Did they finish the work that was requested? You know, it can't hurt to ask these hard questions on the front end. Because if you don't ask these hard questions, you're going to be left with a unrepaired home and someone who's taken virtually all of your money. Uh, Along that same line, should we ask for identification on the spot? Absolutely. A lot of these contractors um, in the state of Texas, or at least reputable ones, uh, have websites. They've, um, They've registered with the Better Business Bureau. They have registered with the Texas Consumer Protection website. So there are so many ways that you can go online and research who you've hired. And furthermore, we recommend that if you're kind of suspicious, Google the local court system, your local uh, district court or county court, see if they have any lawsuits against them. This is all free to you. So you can protect yourself in so many different ways and you know who you're letting into your home. Here's a big issue. Should we pay in full for the job repair? And what advice would you give 
us and other individuals about paying up front in full? So that's a great question. Never, ever pay a contractor in full, um, please. And furthermore, when you're getting these uh, contracts, get it everything in writing so that you know how much you have to pay and when you need to pay them. We suggest that yes, you pay in installments and usually it's, um, we like to say third installments. So one third when you they first start the job, you'll pay the second third in the middle when you see the work that's been completed thus far. And then the last third when you see the job has been completed fully. We also recommend to never pay in cash, always pay with uh, a check or a money order so that there's a paper trail that can show that money has been given to the contractor if they claim that money was not paid for their services. Okay. Should we get several bids? Absolutely. Okay. And they should be comparable bids, right? Correct. Yes. If, okay. you know, if someone's charging you three times what one per another person's charging, then there's clearly a problem. Okay. And the written contract is so important, as you just said. Are there any other things that we need to be sure that we include in a written contract uh, regarding, as you just mentioned, the payment methods? Yeah, uh, definitely. There's big two big things that need to be included is, A, the price, how much you're going to be paying for the job, but also signatures. People don't realize that okay. a contract is Great handed point. to you. Yes, and you've never signed it, and neither has the contractor. And later down the line, if you take this person to court, they might say, well, it was an estimate. I never signed it. And so if there is any business proceedings between you and a contractor, make sure you sign it as well as the contractor. It lists the price and the services to be performed. Don't leave anything to chance. Make sure that you have proof for everything that will be happening with your money. Okay, so we've hired the contractor. We've paid them some of the money and the work is completed according to them. But suppose we have problems and the mm -hmm. work is not done correctly. What do we do? How do we report these contractors and what are the resources that we should seek out to try to get some resolution to this problem? Sure. Uh, we saw a lot of this actually after Hurricane Harvey and the district attorney was actually taking cases to prosecute these contractors who came into the city who were not licensed and who were just taking people's money. That was more big scale, especially after Hurricane Harvey. But other um, avenues is you can file a lawsuit in your local justice, justice of the peace suit. You can report them to the Office of the Attorney General and you can report them to the Better Business Bureau. I would advise that if you come across one of these contractors to report them, especially to um, the Office of the Attorney General and the Better Business Bureau to warn other people that this is not a good person and to not give them any money. Such wonderful information. Any last piece of advice you want people to really remember about the problems with scammers? Yeah. Um, Make sure that you just ask these hard questions up front. I know some people are scared and they don't want to be rude. Be rude. This is the time to know where your money is going and to ask these hard questions before it's too late and someone has just taken off with a giant check and you never see them again. And if you have any other problems, please feel free to call us. 
uh, and we'll, you know, walk you through it. We'll say, let's, let me see the contract. Let me see if this is even a good deal for you. There's so many resources out there. So don't fall, um, don't get in bed with these contractors who truly are just there to take your money, protect yourself. Thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, and we want people to really know that the Lone Star Legal Aid is out there and that if you have questions, to don't hesitate to give you all a call. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Charlene. We encourage you to follow Prepare to Care podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, or at www.aarp.org slash Houston P-T-C. Thank you for joining us. And as always, thank you for caring.